The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his mouth and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865-200-5503 is our telephone number this morning. It is Thursday, August the 24th, two minutes past the top of the hour, and we are appreciative. We are thankful that you are joining us this morning. My good man, Ben McKee, Go Falls 247. I'm Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center studio. My man, Ben, what it do? Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's good to see your face. Good to see yours. Uh, we got some things to get to today. Uh, what are we, nine days until kickoff? We got some things to get to today. It's time to kind of taper off. Get your legs underneath you if, if you are Josh Heupel and this group of guys who are getting ready to play against Virginia game one. Um you know, Danny White made his comments on Twitter. I think a lot of people are assuming that Hypo's going to throw more points on the scoreboard because of that. I don't um, at all. Virginia's not a good football team. Tennessee should handle business. A lot of dudes should play. Uh, hopefully you come out of that game unscathed and no one is is hurt. Uh, but we got the depth chart to get to uh, today and, and, and who we feel like will be um, contributors there on the on the one deep and then two deep and then, but first though Ben, Thompson Bowling Arena will go through some major changes, and quite frankly, Ben McKee, these changes are needed. Now, when you heard of the news, I want to get your take. I was in a staff meeting um, yesterday morning when I caught wind of everything. It wasn't like I was given a, a, a heads up 24 hours before or 12 hours before. I, mean, I found out just like everyone else. And um, I'll share with you my initial reaction, but but first, Ben, I want to know your reaction, your take on UT partnering with Food City on a 10-year arena naming rights deal. $20 million. Hold on. Excess of $20 million over the next 10 years. And will aid new and needed renovations of the arena and upgrades to the facility's interior and exterior. These improvements will significantly enhance the fan experience while attending any Thompson Bowling Arena 
at Food City Center events on UT campus. Your take, Ben? I I like it, just generally speaking. Uh, That's my simple response, but there are a couple of different limbs uh, attached to this tree. I was I was surprised and also not surprised when I heard the news uh, that this is something that I was not surprised because Danny White is a financial mogul in the athletic director's world, uh, and and he does a great job of of coming up with unique, creative ways to to get things paid for, and that's his job. That that that's that's his job. As much as it is to to hire and, and fire coaches, is uh, to make sure that the athletic department is uh, financially in in a great place, and and that's what he does best. Which it's funny to say that that's what he does best because he he hires coaches as as well as any athletic director uh, in the country. That that's why he is an all around great athletic director and and one of the best in the country. But. Uh, I, I kind of sense that this was coming for for, for the basketball arena, and, and I also think at some point it'll happen uh, with with Lindsey Nelson Stadium as well. And and I don't say that in, in the sense that I have inside knowledge or anything like that. It's just uh, knowing how great Danny White is financially and uh, how creative he gets, and uh, it, this you know naming things after company. Uh, arenas and stadiums after companies is is something that started at the pro level and, and now it's made its way down to the uh, college level as well. Uh, I, I would be stunned if if they ever did this to Neyland Stadium. I, I think that's an entirely separate conversation uh, because, quite frankly, Tennessee is a football school and whatnot. But uh, w- with basketball and baseball, this is a creative way to get things paid for, quite frankly. I mean, th- this naming it in conjunction with with Food City is is taking care of some much needed renovations and, and updates and uh, additions that that are needed to Thompson Bowling Arena, and you're keeping Thompson Bowling Arena in, in the name. So I I think at the end of the day, it's it's a net positive. Uh, so I I wasn't surprised from from that standpoint, just knowing how Danny White operates and and kind of the direction of college athletics. You're seeing this more and more and more. Uh, but it, it it's still surprising, at least a little bit, to uh, to see something like this take place. Just because we all become uh, accustomed to to one thing. I mean, over the entire course of of my life, it's been Thompson Bowling Arena and Neyland Stadium and and Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So, uh, just the initial shock of change, I guess, is is what was a, a little bit surprising. And uh, <laughs> throwing in a food city. Uh, was certainly surprising as well, but I do like that they kept it, uh, kept Thompson Bowling Arena in the name, and you know, Food City's a, a big part of of East Tennessee, so I I do like the aspect of of kind of keeping it in, in the family, and I know they do a lot for the university and and for campus as as well. So uh, I I ultimately like this move. I know it's a a, a little weird, uh, and in an ideal world. You just keep it at Thompson Bowling Arena, but th- this is the the way of the new age of college athletics, and and uh, you needed uh, a unique way to to fund much needed renovations and updates to to Thompson Bowling Arena. We joke all the time about how ugly TBA looks on, on the outside, and and this is going to allow them to uh, update the facade outside. I, I don't know what that'll look like, but I'm very interested to see what it looks like, and they're going to get a new state of the art. 
a video board hung in in the middle of the arena and and then there's some some other stuff that that's coming as well so it was it was a little surprising just because it's it's kind of new and it's changed, but also just again not surprised because of how Danny White operates and I, I think he's operating uh, correctly. I think this was the the right move, and also just kind of the way that college athletics is is trending. It's going in the same direction as as the pros. So not not totally surprised, but also a, a little surprised. Let me ask you this, Ben. There is a basketball team that is a blue blood top five program in men's basketball history. Where do they play? In Rupp Arena. Is that where you're going? Are you, are you referencing Kentucky? Yeah, Rupp, Rupp Arena. 2020. Um, Rupp Arena became Rupp Arena at Central Bank Center. According to USA Today, 14-year rights agreement with Lexington Area Bank, the university marketing partner, will receive $1.5 million annually. $1.5 million annually. Tennessee just inked a deal for $20 million over 10 years. Rupp in Kentucky, when you think about that basketball program, like it or not, it's one of the best ever, ever. Kudos to Rick Barnes. Current players, former players, former assistant coaches, everyone involved. Because to be in this position, there's a lot of winning that have to happen. There's a lot of doing the right things and representing the community in the right way, which Rick Barnes has done, his players have done, for a business as successful as Food City deciding to link their arms with a program, I think it's important to point out that the program has to be successful. <laughs> like, who wants to link their arms with some scrubs in a program that's losing? The fact that this program is in a position to have a partner like Food City I think speaks to the success that the basketball program has had over the last couple of years. Now, I'm open-minded. I think people are entitled to their own opinions. Um, I welcome dialogue with opposing viewpoints and opinions. I've seen some of the reactions to this news. And it's funny, Ben, because like a couple days ago, uh, Danny White was the king for a tweet, basically saying that he didn't offer Tony Elliott a job. He was the king. Oh, that's my AD. In a matter of less than 48 hours, he goes from a king to a, 
to a peasant in some eyes of fans because of their emotional reaction to to this news. So I asked you what arena Kentucky plays in. You said Rupp Arena. You said nothing about Rupp Arena at Central Bank Center. My point is, it's still going to be called Thompson Bowling Arena for most fans. Like, you don't have to call it Food City if you don't want to. You can call it what you want. Like, call it TBA. Cool, whatever. But on the building, the building will say Thompson Bowling Hold on. Arena at Food City Center. That is what it's going to say on the building. You can call it what you want to. No one's telling you to call it Food City Center. But that's going to be the name. And the reason why that is going to be the name, because things cost money, folks. Things cost money. These are lessons I have to tell my kids about when food is on the table. And you're playing around with your food and and you decide you don't want to eat today. Understand that that food costs money. It wasn't on sale. Prices have went up. And today's athletic programs, you got NIL, you have facilities arm race you have to worry about. And in Tennessee's case, I don't think people really understand. Guys, Lindsey Nelson got some work that needs to be done. We approved a $100 million deal. You have a football facility, practice facility that is behind. Like, I remember when Butch Jones took over. And when he took over, it was it was all new. And, and um, he had a chance to kind of make it his own. Guys, that was a long time ago. That was like decades ago in, in football years. It's behind. So that has to be upgraded. Um, oh, and then you have this thing called NIL that's popped up. So there's all these costs now. And Food City is like, here, we're going to give you $20 million, $2 million a year. And we're going to update the outside of the arena, which looks like your grandma's couch. It, it's It's ugly. It's ugly. And sometimes you can have, you know, you can go nose blind when you're used to a certain smell. Like, sit up in your house for about an hour or two and then go outside and then go back in your house. And you're like, ooh, there ain't no smell like that. <laughs> it, 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 there's always that. Oh, man. The, the best is is when you go out of town for the weekend and, <laughs> and and you come back and you think, oh, maybe I need to do some cleaning up around there. Oh, man, I, I I know. This, so like this is what my house actually smells like. Oh, man. Ugh. Man, where's the Febreze? Somebody light a candle. Oh, my goodness. What is going on? And, like, we, we've been so used to driving past Thompson Bowling Arena, and that's what we're used to. And I don't know how many people have stopped to think to themselves, yo, this this is ugly. Like, who? this, this, is, not, this is not it. This does not look good at all. Um, so the outside needs to be redone. There's a lot, a lot of parts on the inside that needs to be redone. And I hate to say this. This might hurt some people's feelings. Uh-oh. But I was in um, I was in Neyland Stadium the last two scrimmages, sitting in areas where a lot of y'all sit watching scrimmage because I wasn't about to be sitting in the sun. 
When, when you say y'all, are you referring to the peasants? No, I ain't say all that. I'm just saying y'all, like they're everybody. Like I, I, I don't sit in the stands. I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking on the sidelines. So like that's why I say y'all, and and you are sitting in a different area as well. So like I sit in in, in the seats watching scrimmage, and I'm looking around like. Um, this area needs some work. <laughs> like, there's a lot of work to be done inside of Neyland Stadium. There's a lot of renovations. My question is, who y'all think paying for this? Right, <laughs> and that, and, and you're referencing Neyland Stadium. I mean, that that can't be the only thing that that's taken care of on campus. Obviously, Neyland is is the top priority, and and why you're you're seeing so many changes there. I mean, it, it feels like I, I would imagine. I don't think that there will ever be another off season in which there isn't some form of work done to Neyland Stadium. I don't think we'll ever see an off season where nothing is touched. I, I don't you think have that's to. you have to do yes. something. It, it and, shouldn't be know, an off season where nothing is done inside Neyland Stadium. I agree. I agree. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, even you know simple things, and and part of that is. You know, modernizing it and the the arms race to to get people to to come to games and and not sit on their comfy couches and and watch on their big flat screen TVs, but also like you know, Swain, what you said about this area or that area needing work that that's not an indictment on Neyland Stadium or uh, you know the people on campus that that are in charge of of changing things. Neyland Stadium's old. It's old, man. It's old. That, that and there's nothing wrong with that. That that's part of what makes it so great is 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 so steep in history and and tradition. So, uh, there's a lot that that needs to to change. I mean, the University of Tennessee has been around forever, and, and these facilities are are now getting older. Lindsey Nelson, Thompson Bowling. Neyland Stadium and and it's expensive, very expensive, especially when you have the football stadium that you have, and and now you're 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 starting to pay for uh, athletic directors, coaches, NIL. I, I would imagine that they're still feeling some type of impact from from firing some coaches here and there. Uh, maybe you have to to sit here in a in a minute have to pay up to, to make sure uh, the chancellor sticks and, and doesn't go back to Nebraska because I, I think the Nebraska president left for Ohio State so th- there's a lot of money that goes into a, a university and th- this this helps take off some of that burden uh, in, in terms of associating Food City with Thompson Bowling Arena so when I first saw it, I was resentful, if I'm being completely honest. But the, the more you think about it, and you, you have to think logically, it makes a whole lot of sense. And I, I like your point that you brought up. I also wanted to mention that. Like, I'm still going to call it Thompson Bowling Arena. And my writing is going to be Thompson Bowling Arena. And my tweets is going to be TBA and, and Thompson Bowling Arena. But, you know, Food City's still going to get its shine because – It'll say Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center on the outside, and, and people will always see it when they drive by the arena. They'll, they'll see it on TV if if the broadcast does like a wide shot of the arena like they often do. Uh, the broadcast itself will say, hey, Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. So although people are still going to reference it as TBA, because to be completely honest, I had no idea that Rupp Arena had something attached to the tail end of it. Like I had no idea. It's, mm. it's always Rupp Arena to me. 
And, you know, fans will still reference Thompson Bowen Arena in the same way that we have been, but it'll still, Food City will still get a lot of shine because it'll be referenced nationally on broadcast and, and shown on broadcast and, and people driving by and, and whatnot. And, you know, so when I also had this thought pop into my head, like it, it's time that we start treating Tennessee's basketball program like it is one of the best in the country because it is. It's not tier one with Duke and Kansas and, and Kentucky and North Carolina and, and some of those schools. But, you know, Ken Palm, he updated his like all time programs list recently, like last week. And like in terms of wins and whatnot, like Tennessee was number 15 overall. Like Tennessee's basketball program is is pretty historical in, in its own right. And, and, it, and it is time that it starts getting treated in that manner both by the fans and both from a facility standpoint. And and this move is, in my opinion, going to help do that. 865-255-03. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll go straight to the phones. Uh, Swain Event Hotline. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. We will be right back after this. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit MindBodyKnoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of FINCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. You're listening to The Swain Event. And you know this, man. Swain Event and SwainEvent.com fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's go straight to the hotline you can also 
Send in your comments, your questions on the Betty Chevrolet text box. We will get to that. Uh, but first, it's time for Dr. Vall to get his shine on. So, Dr. Vall, good morning. Good morning, guys. Swain, you, I think you offended Ben there. He said, "Y'all." Yeah, like, like. What do you I, mean, you people? I don't. I don't know why anybody would be offended by saying saying y'all. We all Southerners, ain't we? <laughs> well, I think he was referencing uh, where you were sitting in the stadium, me messing with you about. Uh, talking about the peasants uh, is, right, is what I, I think D.R. Ball is, is referencing. I was just joking on Swain, and, and I don't know why I would be disrespected. I had the best seat in the house. I'm I'm on the 50 yard line, so I, I'm I'm comfortable up there in my press box with with my popcorn and ice cream sandwiches and, and Wi Fi and, and keeping me away <laughs> keeping me away from the elements. Don't get me started on the Wi Fi. That's a whole other point about the stadium. But anyways, go ahead, D.R. Ball. Well, well, I've been hearing that for 20 years. We're getting Wi-Fi. Ben, I mean, we can't all have perks like Big J journalists like you and former VFLs like Swain. What? Swain, <laughs> Swain is a, a Big J, capital J journalist. I, I'm just I'm just trying to get by. I, I'm just a little old Ben McKee, uh, small fish in a small pond, just, just trying to make it day by day. You know, I, I'm just a baseball guy. That, that's all I know. I know nothing about football, nothing about basketball. Uh, I, I only know I only know college baseball, so I'm, I'm going to sit here in my College World Series shirt and shut up at this point. I will say I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, and it, it, the come up for you, Ben. Uh, I feel like me and Ballstorm and Swain maybe a little. We've taught you well because uh, baseball season we hear your name referenced a lot throughout the uh, different sports talk of Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, it I. I hear that too. So it, it's it's neat, but you know, college football is 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 why I got into this. I I ten years ago was scrounging up money, going to community college, trying to find ways to to make it up to to Knoxville to to watch Tennessee play Austin P for Bush Jones's opener. Like I I, I was I was in y'all's position as well at one point. So uh, this. I, I love college baseball and, and keeping up with Tennessee baseball, but y'all know I'm a sports nut and, and will watch just about anything. And, and I think the large majority of people in, in in the college football landscape, they get in get into this profession for the, the college football games first and foremost. Well, I mean, if you're watching the Yankees, play, you will watch just about anything this year. Um, That's right. Hey, yeah. Aaron Judge hit three home runs last night, so you shut your mouth. We're not talking about, about the Yankees today. Oh, I can't wait to see that banner hung right there. Hit three, three I already hung it. Ah, it sounds like it. Guys, what about Cooper? I guess uh, is he going to be held out, going to miss these first two games like you were talking about last week, or what's still? Because I am I am very, very worried about him not playing and being ready for the whole season, honestly. Man, I don't think you should be worried about him playing the whole season, but uh, I wouldn't expect him to play in the first game, and I wouldn't be surprised if he plays, uh, plays or don't play in the second game. Um, but I wouldn't worry about him missing uh season. I don't want him to play. Swain, I was on your side of that argument. And, like, I didn't even think about the Austin P argument. I mean, you're going to get better reps and practice against better players than what you would get against Austin P. But I, I'm good with him having a 10-game season this year instead of a 12. He's important. He's well, important. There, there wasn't really – it wasn't really a disagreement. I wasn't saying that he should should play against Virginia if he's not 100% ready. I was saying that if he is ready to play and, and will not further injure himself, then 
I think it would be in the best interest of the offensive line and, and the offense for him to knock off any potential rust against Virginia and Austin P instead of that first game being against Florida. So I, I am all for 10 games of, of Cooper and instead of trying to bring him back earlier than, than he should and, and further injuring himself. But like, to, I, I'm going to be concerned going into that Florida game if, if that is his first game. And, and I don't know how anybody could not be concerned about his first real action of, of 2023 be, being against some veteran defensive tackles that Florida brought in over the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I'm always worried when we play Florida. This year, maybe not as much. I get it that the swamp, but it made a believer out of me last year with the history thing, how we stopped that with Alabama. So I'm uh, I'm not taking the cup off, but I'm, I'm definitely more confident. It's nice to have a coach. It's not a complete uh, nut job out there coaching. But, uh, guys, I'm going to hop off here. I want to hear more about the Save a Lot Center. You have a good day. All right, DR Vaughn. <laughs> Day six five two hundred fifty five oh three. So if you listen during break, like my mic was on, uh, you know we we are concerned about Triple uh, O. I mean Triple O G Jamie man has called in, has been listening for so many years, and honestly we just haven't heard much from. Him. So Triple O man, if you're listening, uh, we, we're thinking about you, man. Give us an update uh, on everything, and man, we just we just want to hear from you, my friend. So uh, you're on our minds. Uh, and uh, we just hope that you are, are doing well. 865-255-03. I am listening. I am trying to f- find out the the big deal. And maybe folks just don't like change. I mean, I, I, get, I guess I understand that. I mean, you, you get so comfortable doing one thing and having things a certain way for so long. I mean, change can kind of kind of shock you, but like, when it's when it's for the better, I I tend not to try to fight change. I mean, I, I like upgrades and I like improvement, and so um, I, I am all ears um, on what other folks feel about the stadium or the arena name change. Um, Volstorm says I can't include NIL in my argument; it's a separate entity. Um, Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Here's here's why I can include NIL into my argument, Volstorm. And um, I, I want you to get a pen. And I want you to get some paper for this one, Volstorm. When you have donors who say, I want to help the University of Tennessee. And here's quarter million dollars here's a half million dollars here's a hundred thousand dollars here's fifty thousand dollars and they have to decide where they want to put that money do they want to put it in il or do, do they want to put it in the general fund give it to tennessee and let tennessee do what they need to do with it to improve things whether it's renovation stadium or Hey, here's the recruiting budget for for Tennessee. Uh, that's the dilemma that donors have. And if you are the University of Tennessee, the last thing you're gonna do is tell a donor what to do with his money. As an adult, let somebody come up to you and tell you what you need to do with the money that you worked to earn. 
Like, man, you don't get out of my face. This is my money. Don't tell me what to do with my money. So that is where NIL is a part of this. Because NIL is going to take a little bit away from renovation initiatives in some way. But you got to have players to win. And so instead of losing out, and losing out may be a harsh word here, but Ben McKee, big-time booster and donor, he says he wants to drop $1 million to help. But he would rather all of it go to NIL when you have Food City money right there. That softens the blow. So that's, in my opinion, how it's involved with, with NIL. Uh, 865-255-03. Uh, Vault teacher wants to know about any baseball updates. Vault <laughs> uh, teacher trying to set me up to, re- to make people mad. Hey, man. Tony Vitello recruiting. All right. He recruiting. That's what he's yeah. doing. Uh, I saw him on Monday. He recruiting. Uh, he, well, that's what he do. You, you you did not help enough. I'll, I'll say that the the young man chose to go to LSU over over Tennessee. Not not a transfer, but a, but a high school kid that they were hoping to to land a, a first baseman. Swain Swain saw Tony and and the young man on his official visit at dinner, and Swain apparently did not help uh, re- recruit enough. But Tony that LSU baseball help. brand is 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 quite strong right now. I don't have any updates. Not not a whole lot going on. Uh, the the fall roster is set. School started yesterday, and uh, there will certainly be plenty of scrimmages and, and plenty of action this fall. Very intriguing fall. So uh, I'll have plenty of coverage of of that at GoVols twenty four seven over the next couple of months. So that's how I would encourage anybody who is interested to follow along there. The overall, we we're not talking about Tony Vitello's minor recruiting violation. Okay, you need to go to Google it. And there's nothing really to talk about. I mean, he. A high school baseball coach asked him to to take a photo uh, of him and the team after speaking at their banquet or whatever. And Tony didn't want to make it awkward and tell them no. So he took the, the photo and apparently that's a violation. There it is. Ball fan says, I think there are a lot of fans that are truly unaware, uneducated about the real money side of things in athletics. They think the university has an endless supply of donors that give the athletic department 20 million each year. Each and that's just not how it works. Our donors aren't are not an open ATM. If someone gives you twenty million dollars for a sign, bring it on. Yeah, like I I, I think Volfan nailed it. Like think of think about all the donors that gave money between the years of two thousand nine and two thousand and twenty one. <laughs> think about those ladies and gentlemen being if you, if you was a donor during that time and you gave in total five million dollars how how would you feel about that five million dollars that that you gave and how it was spent i i would feel very proud of myself but i would be very disappointed 
at the end result on the field. <laughs> exactly. You would feel real disappointed in the return. So, like, it goes to Vol fans' point. Like, yeah, we have donors that love the university that give money, but it's not like every time we ask them, they're like, oh, 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 here, 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 here. Like, now they are opening that pocketbook, that checkbook, but it doesn't mean they drop in like all their money, all their cash and dropping $20 million every time that they give to the university. I, I do think there's a misconception. Chip Payne on the Beatty Chevrolet text box, BeattyChevrolet.com. We can't make fun of Kentucky and Kroger Field anymore. Why not? According to Kentucky fans, you cannot. Uh, I, I kind of think that you still can because this is a football league. And I know that they are known for basketball, but this is a football league and they have no football tradition, which is established by the fact that they renamed their stadium Kroger Stadium. If if they had tradition like their basketball program does or like Tennessee's football program or Alabama's football program or pretty much anybody else in the SEC, not named uh, Vanderbilt. Maybe Missouri. I even think the Mississippi schools would would never. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't even think Mississippi Mississippi State or Ole Miss would would change Vault Hemingway Stadium's name, or I guess it's Wade Davis at Mississippi State, if if I'm not mistaken. Like they have no no history or tradition in the sport that matters most in in this conference, which is why they had to change the, their stadium name to to what it is now. So I, I think that you can still make fun of Kroger Field, given how given the magnitude of SEC football, but Kentucky fans will certainly uh, throw it back in your face that, that you renamed uh, the basketball arena, which I thought is funny. Uh, the Kentucky uh, fans, I mean, Kentucky media members on Twitter yesterday were, were trying to make fun of, of Tennessee, but yeah. I, I just kind of laughed it off. Um, did you know that Kroger Field, before they – Signed this 12-year deal for $22 million, $1.85 million a year. That Kroger Field was called Commonwealth Stadium. When's the last time you heard someone call Kentucky Stadium Commonwealth Stadium? I think Kentucky fans try to. to you don't. To get you away. don't hear it. Ben, no, you, you don't, don't hear it. That's the point. You do not hear it. 2020, Kentucky's basketball arena, Rupp Arena, did the same exact thing. Right? We mentioned that in the first segment. It's called Rupp Arena at Central Bank Center. But does anyone call it that? No, people call it Rupp Arena. So there's your difference. TBA will still be called TBA, Thompson Bowling Arena. Now, if if it's called the Food City Center, as much as Commonwealth Stadium is called Kroger Field, then okay. All right. That's even. Joke, joke away. But Kentucky's football stadium is called Kroger Field. Basketball is called Rupp Arena. Both sold name and rights. Tennessee side. Thompson Bowling Arena will still be called Thompson Bowling Arena. 
So, yo, don't fall for the okie doke. Don't fall for it. I got you. When you have a Kentucky fan and try to, oh, look at look at what y'all did. Yeah, we yeah, we, we we got more money from our, our basketball arena that has a third of the tradition and the success that you guys have. We got more money for our arena than y'all. That's that's really? that's that's what happened. <laughs> like y'all got all these championships. We haven't won now one championship. We haven't been to a Final Four. Y'all have been to so many Final Fours. You've had so much success. You can't watch an NBA game without four or five Kentucky players on it. You got $1.5 million. We got two. What? Wow. that That's wild. So there, I heard you say the, the foot, Kroger Field was 1.8. What was the basketball one? 1.5. Wow. that That's incredible. 14 years, 1.5. Now, I was 10 mil. I mean, 10 years for, for you know, 20. But... Still. On a year per year basis. And it honestly, it shouldn't even be close. It no. shouldn't be close when you think about it no. that way. So yeah, that's you, amazing. And, and here's why you can continue to, to, to joke when it comes to Kroger Field. Tennessee is winning on Kroger Field. We winning on Kroger Field. We've been winning on Kroger Field. Hopefully we can say the same thing, you know, this year. They talking about Kentucky being a whole lot better and this and that. So hopefully we handle business up there. But we can make fun of Kroger Field because we have won at Kroger Field more than Kentucky has won at Kroger Field when they've played the Volunteers. Yeah, so and, and Swain, I, I, I think that there therein lies a, a difference in why Tennessee fans are, are coming around uh, to – Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. I, I think fans would be more frustrated with this if if it was just like Food City Arena and like Thompson Bowling Arena or if Thompson Bowling had just been completely eliminated. I think more fans would have been frustrated. And going back to my earlier comment, like I was surprised but not surprised, like my initial thought was, oh, man, they're doing this because I thought that they were getting rid of Thompson Bowling completely. But then I saw it was Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. And then I was like, all right, that's fine. They left Thompson Bowling. And they essentially, it's still called Thompson Bowling Arena. They just added a couple of words to it. And it's still going to be called Thompson Bowling Arena. Whereas they didn't do Kroger Field at Commonwealth Stadium. Like th- those are two totally different things. Like mm-hmm. if, if they would have said Kroger Field at Commonwealth Stadium, I guarantee you people would still call it Commonwealth Stadium. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Tennessee fans should, should find comfort in that uh, in the sense like hey like it's still Thompson Bowling Arena and then that's what people are going to uh, continue to to call that and one other thing I wanted to add earlier when when talking about how this can benefit Tennessee uh, and directly speaking about Food City is like earlier this week Food City partnered with uh, multiple athletes on campus like like I believe it was an, an athlete from each sport and help them nil wise. So I, I think that's something to to keep in in the back of of your head as as well as like yeah, this twenty million dollars is is going to help renovate Thompson Bowling and help make additions. But also like this is going to help grow the partnership that already existed between Food City and Tennessee and, and help with, in my opinion, many more nil opportunities, which is as important as anything nowadays. 
I think it's important to to recognize the the partner here in, in Food City and you know Kroger, the headquarters, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Food City headquarters in uh, Abington, Virginia, which is which is basically right there. Um, Tri Cities. That that whole I mean it's right it's right down the street from Knoxville, right down the street from Tennessee. Um so I won't say Tri Cities, but it's right it's right down the street. It's it's a important piece to uh East Tennessee. And um you know, it'd be one thing if like you had this corporation from up north or out west come in here that doesn't have any ties to the Knoxville community and said, Hey, we just want our name on the, on the arena and here's the money and boom. But let me just walk through. I'm going to walk through how food city is involved with the Knoxville community and how they've been involved with the Knoxville community. And this might not make you feel better, but at least it'll give you some, some new information that maybe you didn't know. Cause I didn't know this. So you go to foodcity.com's website. And they have a tab uh, for community and giving back. A decade of giving over $60 billion back to the community. Here's some of the partners that they've had. Paralyzed Veterans of America, School Bucks, Charity Golf Tournaments, Race Against Hunger, Food City uh, Invitational for Education, Friends in Need Food Drive, uh, Alzheimer's Association, American Cancer Society, American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, uh, Ballot Heart, uh, excuse me, Health Foundation, Barter Theater, Boys and Girls Club, East Tennessee Veterans Memorial Association, Emerald Youth Foundation, Feeding Southwest Virginia, Girls Inc., Happy Shoes Project, Helen Ross McNabb Foundation, Isaiah 117 House, um, JWRF, they do an annual walk to cure diabetes, um, sneaker sales drive in support of diabetes research. Okay. March of Dimes, Mission of Hope, Mountain Mission School, the Orange Grove Center, Paramount Center for the Arts, the Pat Summit Foundation. I mentioned Paralyzed Veterans of America, Remote Area Medical. Reach them to teach them. It's another a program for youth. Ronald McDonald House Charities, the Salvation Army, Scouts, uh, BSA, Second Harvest Food Bank. Like, y'all get my drift here, right? <laughs> like, I'm no salesperson for Food City. Food City is no sponsor on, on this program. But, like, let's just call a spade a spade here. Like, it's a perfect match. I mean, it really is. And again, you're going to see Food City on the on the on the building. You don't have to call it Food City if you don't want to. You can call TBA the same way that Kentucky fans have continued to call Rupp Arena, Rupp Arena. What are we doing? Well, and, and I mean to to put it simply, Food City is helping Tennessee's men's and women's basketball programs become better and, and and they are helping support them financially 
And again, like I just mentioned, it could lead to other NIL opportunities all throughout the athletic department. So th- this is a, a huge, huge net positive uh, for Tennessee. And, and I think most fans understand that uh, and, and realize that. I, I do think maybe some people stuck their nose up at Food City when when it, it was initially announced. Uh, maybe others, may, those people that were kind of sticking their nose up at, at Food City uh, indulged themselves at, at other uh, grocery stores and for that maybe looked down on Food City a little. Mm. But hey, I, I'm not ashamed to say I'm a, I'm a Food City goer out here where I live and my Food City is nice and, and my family loves it. And so, that's, just, that's just childish if we doing that. Well, that's I absolutely think that was a thing. That's childish. But that's- again, like it's a net positive. Like again, they're, they're helping grow Tennessee basketball, men's and women's. And at the end of the day, isn't that what matters most? Bingo! 865-255-03. Who's playing next weekend? I mean, that's that's what, that's what we want to know. Who is playing next weekend? We talk about the depth chart. Go so offense, defense, right here on the Swain event. I'll turn my mic off this time. 865-255-03. Be right back. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men. Healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- Two five seven seven eight nine seven, or email me at Jennifer Morris eight six five at gmail dot com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes. Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain, live here in the Low T Center studio. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Um, if you've if you've listened to this show for for a long time, man, we've we've had we've had some moments. Man, we've had moments where we have laughed together to the point where couldn't even finish our sentences point where tears was rolling down our face with, with laughter. 
we've had you know our sad moments where we've lost legends like Pat Summit, Johnny Majors, um, members of the fan base. Um, we've had people call in and share with us over the years how important this show is to them when they have found themselves going through tough times and trying times and how we were able to allow them to escape for a couple of hours. And um, we don't take that lightly at all. This week, I got a chance to sit down um, with a couple gentlemen with with a vision. A, a vision to change the world, but first it's going to start right here in Knoxville. Um, we hear a lot about you know, mental health, especially in sports, right? Uh, Brandon Marshall, years ago when he was playing, started rocking green cleats, and green is the color for mental health awareness. And over the years, we've seen stigmas be broken, attached to mental health, and we've seen athletes come out and be transparent about their mental health journey. And with them doing that, it's helped so many other people. Um, I think it's important as a father of three, a husband, um, we all got careers and guys, life, Life hard. Life is not easy. And if it is easy for you right now, it's going to get hard at some point. There's things that happen in life that, man, just knocks the wind out of us. Whether it's losing a job or relationships or... um, losing a loved one. I mean, anything can happen, right? And for so long, we were told to just, I'll just keep on keeping on, man. Just block it out. I'll just get you some alcohol. I'll just, you know, take this. Just forget about it. Push to the side. You know, real men don't show any weakness. Don't even talk to anybody. Well, MindBodyWellness.com launching um, Tuesday after Labor Day right here in Knoxville. And it's time. Because it starts, it starts with your mind. Like we watch sports as sports fans and we hear the phrase all the time like, man, football is... 95% mental, 99% mental, and basketball is mental. And, and why this player didn't have a good day today, but he had a great day last week. It's mental. 
we've we've heard Marshawn Lynch talk about taking care of your chicken and taking care of your mentals. If you're going to the gym, working on your physical, what are you doing to work on your mental? There's a resource for you. That is mindbodyandwellness.com. So I've partnered with this group because I believe in what they're doing. Um, Y'all know I don't endorse or partner with anyone unless I believe in what's going on and what they're doing. And, um, like, this is a conversation that we're going to continue to have, probably not as long as right now, but I'm introducing Mind, Body, and Wellness to you today. So, um, if things are rough right now for you, and you're using this Wayne event this morning as the outlet to everything that's going on right now in your life, and you, you need someone to talk to, and you need to understand that you are important, that you matter, You've been, you have this weight on your shoulders, this is a perfect time for you to go to their website, mindbodywellness.com, and get and get started. All right, 865-255-03. All right, so Cooper Mays, don't expect him first game. So we expect Ollie Lane right there at center, right? Um, at left guard, I'm expecting to see uh, Carrot. The transfer from 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 Texas, Andrew Carrick. I'm expecting to see Addison Nichols and Carrick next next Saturday. And as long as Cooper is out, I think those two guys will kind of kind of battle and kind of see who is better between those two at left guard. Um, at left tackle, there's no. Debate about who's playing left tackle, huh, Ben? <laughs> no, that, that'll be John Campbell. Yeah, that, that'll be Campbell. Um, at right guard, there's no debate who's playing right guard. That's the, the zookeeper. The zookeeper, Javante Spragans. And then at right tackle, you're going to see Jeremiah Crawford. Um, you're going to see, you're going to see Mincy, uh, I'm sure at some point. You know, Dane Davis is a name to think about uh, a tackle and a guard, just being able to play different positions, depending on the production and the health of the guys we just we just mentioned. Tight end, I think Crawford f- will start though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. Jeremiah Crawford will start. Uh, the tight end you're going to see Jacob Warren as your starter, and two tight end sets. You don't see him calling castles. Um, I think. You're going to see Ethan Davis a lot this season too, but just you know, starting, you're going to see Jacob Warren, Joe Milton is your quarterback, uh, Jalen Wright's going to be your starting running back, and um, we'll see Jabari Small uh, and Jalen Wright. I think get majority of the snaps, and then Dylan Sampson's going to do his thing as well. You're going to see Cam Seldon. Yeah, you you're going to see him. So if he can. Handled his blocking responsibilities. You might you may see him more and more. And I won't be surprised if you see Khalifa Keith, man. I saw him out there during the scrimmage uh, a time or two. Everybody speaks very 
highly of Khalifa Keith. I mean, he he can he can run for his size and and kind of like we talked about. I, I want to say last week, like he's listed at like two forty or something, and and it's not Lindell White two forty. It, it's a a chiseled two forty, and and he can pick him up and, and put him down, and and he's been very impressive. And I want to say that he's impressed. Uh, and pass pro as much as as anything, which that'll help him get on the field quick, fast, and and in a hurry. To to your Cam Seldon point, I I do want to pump the brakes a little for the listener, that, <laughs> because he he's he's going to play, but I don't want people to think that you're insinuating that he's going to get like a bulk of the carries or or, or something along those lines. Like he he's going to get his moments early in September and probably mop-up duty. And then as he takes advantage of those reps, and if, you know, Samson's been a little banged up here lately, I think he'll be fine for the opener, but still been a, been a little banged up. If, if for some reason that that carries over into the first couple of weeks of the season and uh, Jabari Small, you know, throughout his career, unfortunately, he has not been able to stay healthy. I, I do think that that's how you could see Cam Seldon get those second team, third team running back snaps. But right now he is 14 and and he is nipping at the heels and he, he's coming as we have talked about all month. He, he is, he may be fourth and, and maybe mop up time, but he, he's coming quick, fast and in a hurry. And by the end of the season, if, if anybody else has, has not been taking care of business or, or is banged up, I can absolutely see a situation to where Cam Seldon's r- relieving Jalen Wright at the end of October, early November, or, or even getting some some third team running back snaps like you saw Dylan Sampson do a season ago. That receiver, Brew McCoy, Romel Keaton, um, Dante Thornton, and then I think you'll see Dante Thornton, Squirrel White, kind of figure that out there. Uh, there'll be moments when Thornton's on the outside. Um, Squirrel just needs to stay healthy, man. That's that's going to be uh, the biggest challenge for him. If he stay, stays healthy. He's he's gonna be out there, but uh Thornton, um, Keaton, Brew, probably my top three right now. And then um you know, Squirrel in there um as well. Uh, because using his his speed, his quickness, and uh, you, you can't you can't have a guy like that uh watching a lot. So uh, those those are my four receivers. Let's go to the phones, eight six five, two hundred fifty five oh three. Good morning. Who do we have with us? Guys, I'm glad you're on here talking about real sports as opposed to what your favorite fast food restaurant is. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not doing any um brackets during football season about fast foods. Yeah, we, we let you listen <laughs> to those shows throughout the day, Ballstorm. Uh uh I was made aware of that situation. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Guys, if you if you didn't see the corporate logo thing coming down the pike, I don't know what to tell you. The pros have been doing it for years. Hey, it's it's a good move, and uh, it'll be a good move if it happens with Lindsey Nelson too. And hey, we had a conversation about it yesterday uh, on Sports Animal. You know, what about kneeling? And I'll be honest, I, I, it's going to happen. I'm. A, I'm I don't a, think it will. I'm a little skeptical, but I don't know any details, and I don't think it's going. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not going to say I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't have no idea it's going to happen. Um, but I do know there's there's a lot of renovations that need to happen. 
there's a lot of money that needs to be raised. Um, it's e- I think it's pretty natural to kind of assume that if it happens to Thompson Bowling Arena, probably going to happen to Liz Nelson, and there's a chance it could happen to Neyland, but I have no information about that, that happening. I don't think um, that that's in the near future at all, but my initial reaction is no, just like everybody else's, but I need to hear, I need to hear details. Just like I heard the details with Thompson Bowling Arena after the initial um, announcement, but yeah, like Volstor, I mean, it costs money to do business and this is a great way to, to bring in some cash. Well, Thompson Bowling Arena, I believe was kind of the test to see how everybody's reaction was going to be. Because yeah, good point. If you don't think there's not going to be corporate sponsorship on Neyland Stadium, I don't know what to tell you. I, don't I think, think everybody. Eh, you, you could say that now, but I guarantee you it's coming because I had Swain make my point for me. All these donations that used to come in for facilities is now going to NIL, and these athletic departments have to raise the money somehow. You you are absolutely right, and I don't disagree with with your point. No, 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 no. He's not right because he said all, some, <laughs> some, all. hey, arms, some, because some. the the owners are making the decision where they want their money to go, and some yes. donors are saying, I don't care where you put the money. Here's the money, and so right. some of it goes to the university and and renovations, and then some of it goes to nil. So yeah, like I think what we can say with 100% certainty is that it's not like it used to be where like all the money went to one pot when giving money to the university. Now right. it's another pot and that's NIL. Y- right. Yes. And Volstorm, you, you are thinking very logically as much as that pains me to say. And, and I would take it that you weren't too bothered by the name change or not even, it wasn't even a name change. It was an addition to the name. Well, it, it seems like you were not bothered at all because you understand, correct? Well, to be honest, at first I thought it was a, a tweet by Richard G. West. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no way they did that. Then, I was, then, you know, as more and more information come in, I was like, oh, they really doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't bother you. It didn't. There was an initial shock, but it didn't. I'm not gonna say it didn't bother me. It didn't surprise me. Okay, that that's fair. See, I my, the point that I'm getting to is that with Neyland Stadium, like you are speaking logically, but I I don't think most fans would view that from a logical sense. I, I think there would be a, a massive freak out, whether that's a correct way to go about doing things or an incorrect way of going about things, there would be a massive freak out and a whole lot of people would be mad at, at Danny white. Even if it's the, the best business move ever, a whole lot of people just do not want to see the Neyland stadium name changed. Even if again, it's the greatest deal ever. And, and I think that there'd be a ton of backlash. And I think this administration recognizes that. So I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, it's 1000% not going to happen. Like it, it, it's technically a possibility. I just don't think that they will end up doing it. Maybe I end up being wrong, but I, I don't think that they want to deal with the, the backlash that, that they, that they would get uh, unfairly or fair. Like they would get a, a lot of backlash for that. And, and I don't think they want to deal with that. So that's why I don't think that they'll, they'll mess with the Neyland stadium name. 
Well, I think everybody's fear is that they don't want their hallowed institutions to turn into a NASCAR. Mm. Where you've got logos all over the place and you've kind of taken away the the name. Because the one thing that separates college football from any other sport is the tradition. If you start taking that away, it takes away some of the flavor. Well, I, I, I think we've already, unfortunately, taken it away more than we realize. Just with yeah, yeah. conference realignment and NIL, so on and, and so forth. And like you made the point earlier, like the pros have been doing the, this corporate stuff for for years now. And we've mostly right. seen it on the stadium to the point now to where like people were in Pittsburgh were mad as all get out that they got rid of Heinz Field. And, and Heinz, Heinz is a corporation and, and they're mad about it being Acrisure Stadium. At this point, but it's not even just with with stadium names like my Yankees. They put a patch on the side of their jersey for for some company recently, like within the yeah, last month. I and saw that. Yankees fans hate it because it's the pinstripes and nothing should go on it. So I wonder if we'll see stuff like that with with football instead of. Uh, I think we will see corporate sponsors with Tennessee football. But I, I think that we will see it in other places than with Neyland Stadium. Like, I, I wonder if at some point we do see a patch on the jersey for a, a corporation. I, I don't know if that's allowed by NCAA rules or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see a, a patch <laughs> on the jersey at, at some point. Or uh, I, I could see like Shields Watkins Field being a corporate sponsor name or, or added to, to that name. But I, I think we'll see the corporate elsewhere as it pertains to Tennessee football and, and not associated with, with Neyland Stadium. Yep. Hey, guys, before I go, uh, speak of the depth chart, who's going to take over Ollie Lane's place to fall over after the extra points? See you, boys! <laughs> well, that was Jackson Lampley's place anyways, so uh, that that that's where the kicker will come in is, is if Jackson Lampley's playing left guard or playing center, uh, who who who's going down on the extra point attempt? Oh boy! You know, during the conversation, I was thinking about how everybody complained about the internet at, at Neyland Stadium, and assuming it's easy as as calling uh internet service provider, come in and, and plug in a router to the socket, and then voila, everyone has internet. Like it's it's not that easy, and because of the structure of the stadium, you got to go in and drill holes in that in the concrete, and it's millions of dollars that's going to take. And there's multiple phases that have to take place for the whole stadium to have to have internet. So it's a really difficult and, and tedious task, but it's undeniable the importance of it. And so it's happening. But think about all the other things that have to be done inside Neyland Stadium. But who's paying for that? Has anyone stopped to think who who's paying for that, and, and when do we expect that to happen? And so, uh, you know, although I'm going to call Neyland Stadium Neyland Stadium, no matter what what happens, um, I think we do need to to think about and be a somewhat open minded to some more corporate partnerships, as long as pa- as it's packaged correctly, like what what. Kentucky did? Mm-mm. That ain't happening. That ain't happening at a real football program 
with tradition in the SEC. No, it, that ain't it, happening. It, we ain't changing it, the whole name. No, if if they adjust the name of of Neyland Stadium, it, it'll be something similar to what Kentucky did with Rupp Arena, or to what Tennessee is doing with with Thompson Bowling Arena. Yeah. It, it it will be an add on, not a a name change. Now. Swain, I, I don't disagree with anything you just said, but I will push back a, a little bit in push the back. sense of, in terms of where the money is coming from. I don't think money is an issue when it comes to the Tennessee football. Not not saying that it maybe gets a little hairy here here or there. I, I just think with with where the, the the direction that the conference is heading and the amount of money that's going to be brought in on on TV deals uh, on top of uh, the the typical donor contributions and and so on and so forth like i, I don't think the football program will, will ever be and maybe i'm completely wrong but I, I just don't see football ever having an issue getting the money necessary to renovate Neyland stadium because we all know what the breadwinner is on campus i i think that logic applies to basketball and baseball which is why you're going to see without a doubt you've already seen the basketball name change rebranding happen i think at some point you're going to see it with with baseball as well you'll, you'll probably see it with the the lower level sports uh, softball and and track and field i the track already may, may have a, a corporate name uh, associated with it if, if i'm not mistaken maybe i'm way off on that but i think those programs need that type of of help to to get the renovations and 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 whatnot taken care of but Neyland Stadium, like I don't, I don't know that you have to have a, a corporate name on on top of it to to make sure that that everything is is taken care of. If so, I, I think that we would already have more. Defi- we would already hear about more definitive talks to rebrand the name of of Neyland Stadium. Uh, there was a Neyland Stadium renovation project that was approved in two thousand seventeen. Um, at the time, the estimated project was $340 million. 2017. Um, we know that yesterday's prices are not today's prices with inflation. Um, if money was so readily available, why haven't more stuff been done during during these years? I mean, why is there so much to do? Because I mean, things things cost a lot, and yeah, like there's big money coming in with being in the SEC and TV deals, and I understand that, but like, man, that like there's a lot of stuff that has to be done, Ben. And we're talking, but I think that's because it's old, not because they don't have money to do it. But why? Well, if you have money to do it and and just do it, then why hasn't it been done? Like, well, they are doing it. They're they're re- renovating in phases. The, 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 yeah, well, I think my opinion on that would maybe I'm completely wrong, and somebody can correct me. But I, I mean, it's a it's a massive project. It can't all be done at once, and and also host football games w- within a year. Texas A and M tore their stadium down completely and built a new one. They t- they it, tore down a side of their stadium and, and who? rebuilt it. Who Texas A&M. A&M. They, they, they tore did. down the whole stadium. No, they did not. They tore down a side of it and and connected it round rounded it off. But they, in a roundabout way, they they tore down their stadium and built a brand new one w- within the the span of an of an off season. Okay, 
I'm not I'm not going to sit here and go no to the idea of any more corporate sponsorships. Nor will I say, man, we we got to have it. I'm just open minded to the point to the fact that there's a lot of things that have to be done inside Neyland Stadium. Um, there's a lot of projects on campus with the athletic program that need to be done. And are you going to depend on donors for the, 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 the projects like you did 10, 15, 20 years ago? The answer is no, you can't because you have added costs. You have NIL, you got other things going on. Uh, you're paying coaches way more money now. So like, I would think it'd be crazy to just to be closed minded uh, about it and to just assume that, you know, Tennessee has this endless supply of cash. Um, like we're trying to get people in the stadium and you're fighting with TVs and the comfort of, of your home, being able to watch, watch, you know, TV, uh, watch games on your TV. So it's, it's a conversation that's going to be ongoing. There's no way we can come to the conclusion in the next 15 minutes, it ain't it ain't gonna happen um, at all. Papa says idea sponsors for each gate. How about that? Um, CVFL says pilot is all over already over kneeling, correct? Eh, on the inside. Um, Dr. Vall says I don't know that in barbecue dome at Neyland Stadium is catchy. Papa <laughs> says the sponsor has to has to fit. Yep. Um, Dr. Vall says, you know, the message board's already saying Selden to start per Swain. <laughs> no, they're not because Swain's been hyping up Jalen Wright to start the last two weeks. I've been hyping him up. He's just been balling. Well, just because I say hyping it up doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. Like, no, okay. You have been been technically you have been hyping him up, but it's been rightfully deserved. Like he's been balling out in practice. Uh, let's see. Audrey C says donations from boosters on a personal level offset their personal tax liability. This isn't a donation from Food City giving back. It is all. It is also a tax deduction as long uh, as it's to a nonprofit. It's a business decision. This is advertising dollars in regard regards to TBA. From that perspective, two million dollars a year, twenty million over ten years is a steal for Food City. The return on ad dollars for this deal is huge for Food City. If you're going to sell name and rights, know your value. This was the first partnership of this nature by Tennessee, and it set a standard. Tennessee did not know its value in this instance. Boy, that's a that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of conversation right there. Um, yeah, when I mentioned what Food City has done in the community, I did not say I did not mean to say that this transaction was a transaction that was given back my point was that they are a part of this knoxville community and they have been for years so as far as a fit it is a fit with the university of tennessee athletics and i named all the um organizations some national but a lot are to east tennessee they're east tennessee either nonprofits or organizations that Food City has helped or partnered with over the last decade. So that was the point that I was making there as, as far as the fit. I said at the beginning of that, it's not like 
you have a company from up north or from out west with zero ties to this community coming in and just slapping their name on, on the stadium. Audrey seems to be opposed to the idea of Food City being on the side of, of Thompson Bowling Arena. And that is her right. That's her opinion. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. And you don't have to call it Food City if you don't want to. You can keep calling TBA. But the fact is, Tennessee is a business. Tennessee Athletic is a business. And you have to operate like a business. And if you feel like Tennessee's basketball arena is valued more than than $20 million for over 10 years, and Kentucky's Rupp Arena is getting $1.5 million per year with their 14-year rights agreement, then okay. But last time I checked, Kentucky basketball, a lot more valuable than, than Tennessee basketball. But I may be wrong. I may be wrong. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Well, and we just got a a statement from the former family through Tennessee. If you would like to to, to dive in, yeah, where is that. it? Because I've been waiting on that. Uh, I will read the statement. It, it should be in your email. Uh, Tennessee just sent one out. Okay. Uh, the family of former University of Tennessee football coach and director of athletics Philip Fulmer has released the following statement. Uh, quote, Philip underwent a medical procedure Thursday at UT Medical Center. He is alert and in good spirits and will remain at the hospital for a few days. We are thankful for the outstanding care he's receiving. And we also appreciate the prayers and concern of so many who have reached out. He is looking forward to cheering on the Vols as they kick off another exciting season. Awesome. Great. Yeah, there's. Um, there's there's been some talk in the last 24 hours. Right. And uh, the procedure uh, was done super early this morning. And uh, I'm glad that the former family um, decided to release the statement. So that way, rumors and things don't continue to grow and the story change and things like that. So um, glad that we were able to, to get that statement before the, the end of the show. So uh, thanks for sharing that, Ben. 865-255-03. We need to take another break, and then we'll come back and hit the depth chart on defense because Louisiana Vols like, did y'all do defense depth chart yet? Uh, No, we we have not. So we'll do that and then um, then wrap up for, for today's show. You can call it Thompson Bowling Arena. Hey, you don't have to call it Food City if you don't want to. 865-255-03. Be right back. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. 
you are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, My family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maryville College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job job. And I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call 865-919-6468. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitored treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I know missing the show live is a bummer. But don't fret, you can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! All right, 865-255-03 is our number. But let's get to this defensive defensive depth chart, because I think we're going to see a lot of guys playing and honestly, on the defensive line, it's not really going to matter who starts, Ben. Like it's just, it's really not going to matter. There's going to be no. some situations where uh, backup's probably going to get more snaps than the starter. I can see that happening uh, this season. Yes, absolutely. They, they they are really really deep. Although, uh, Swain, obviously, I have talked up uh, the the depth chart or the depth of of the defensive line uh, this this fall camp, and I've been really high on. On, on the defensive front, hyping them it, it up. Did, yeah, I've been hyping them up. I, th- I think they're going to have a really, really good season. Now, that depth, the point that I'm getting to is that depth has taken a little bit of a hit. It doesn't seem like Elijah Simmons is going to be available for, for a couple of weeks uh, due due to injury, which is really unfortunate because he, he was having a great offseason and it, it had been talked about quite a bit how, how great. Uh, 51 was looking more like 10 than than 51, but that that's unfortunate for for Tennessee's depth. They're they're in the middle of of that defense that that he's going to miss some time. And uh, Rodney Garner talked about how in, in recent years, when adversity would hit for Elijah, he would kind of and I'm I'm paraphrasing, tuck tail and and run, and maybe not necessarily deal with the adversity all that well. Uh, so I, I hope that this adverse adversity Elijah deals with 
uh, in a better manner and, and is able to, to overcome this. And uh, as Tennessee gets into the thick of SEC play, he, he can get back into the fold and, and help uh, Tennessee chase an, an SEC championship. How long you see uh, Simmons affected for or out for? A, the, a good chunk of September. What's the what's the what is the what's the word? I'd say a good chunk of September. Are we talking if, lower if extremity? We talking upper extremity? Any details there? Uh no. Of course not. So there's depth defense of line. But who's gonna start between Dominique Bailey and Tyler Barron? I don't know if it matters. Don't I don't really care. Just give me the production. Both guys have played a lot of football here. Uh, you got Amar Thomas there uh, in the middle. You got Bryson Eason, who everyone is predicting to have a breakout in a huge year. Not just coaches are saying this, but this this is this is his teammates. His teammates look at Bryson Eason as having a huge year. Roman Harrison there. Uh, on the edge of the Leo position, you got Aaron Beasley and, and Keenan Peely there at linebacker. Um, at the corner position, you got Dinko Slaughter and you got Kamal Hatton at, at corner. Um, you're going to see Brand Turns in the mix. You're going to see uh, Gabe Julie Lolly in the mix. Uh, maybe Christian Harrison. Um, you're going to see. Ricky Gibson, freshman corner, you're going to see him in the mix uh, at some point. And then at your star, you have Tamarion uh, McDonald, free safety. You got Andre Turntine and Wesley Walker, strong. McCullough, I'll be surprised if he's not playing a um, significant amount of, of, of reps. He's been really, really good in, in fall camp. So that might be a, a battle that we see uh, take place over weeks, over a couple of weeks for, for Tennessee. Anything to change there? No. Uh, I'll be curious to see how, how long Jalen McCullough stays as the, the starting safety. Uh, not that I. No, I, I don't heard. have McCullough to start in safety. I got a turn time. I think Jalen will start game one. Yeah. I, I, I guess then, then, then that's where I would, Disagree with you. I, I I think Andre Turntine's been fine. I I just I believe it when I see it with Jalen McCullough that that he's that he's not going to to start game one. If if he's not starting game one, to me it's because something popped up with with his incident off the field and and something criminally in that manner would be the only thing keeping him out of the starting lineup in game one. In in my opinion, yeah that. And that's that's why I say that battle is going to be uh, probably kind of like Mincy and Crawford was last year. Uh, we saw Turn Time be the number one free safety throughout fall camp, um, but it's going to be hard to keep McCullough out of there. Like he, I'd like to see Turn Time out there. Yeah. Don't don't get that mistaken. Yeah, I, I, I would. Not. I. I McCullough's a. I just don't think he's athletic enough to to cut it in this league. That 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 won't show up against Virginia, um, but uh, against Florida and Montro Johnson and Trevor Etienne, that that running back tandem, 
when, when you're going to need Jalen McCullough to to possibly come down in the box and, and and make some tackles for you, that's that's when it it likely shows up. So Turrentine's certainly more athletic and, and more youthful, and I'd like to see him out there. But uh, he he is still a little wet behind the ears, and so is Christian Charles and Jordan Thomas, and and I think Jordan Thomas is working more at star right now, anyway. So I, I think those young guys are are, are coming. It's just, are they going to be ready at a point this season to to overtake Jalen McCullough? Uh, on on one hand, you'd like Jalen McCullough to to play well and, and not have to worry about this conversation. But on the other hand, if if the trend of his career continues, then at some point you're going to want somebody to take over as well. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a battle to to watch for sure. Um, let's see, your favorite Jackson Ross at punter. Charles Campbell. You got D. Williams at uh, punt returner. And then uh, keep returner. You'll see him. I I, I saw um, Dylan Sampson, you know, returning returning punts and kicks and stuff too. So I like running backs. I think backs. you might see Cam Selden back there too. Yeah, I like running backs and guys on offense being a returner because, you know, they used to holding on to the ball, but... Uh, what about your starting running back? Starting running back? Like, would 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 you like to see Jalen back there? Uh, I mean, I, I think there's other guys, you know... But I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen Jalen return kicks. Did he not? Was he not back there at one point? I don't remember his first. if he was, but... Maybe I'm I'm misremembering. I, would be, I, I, I guess I would be cool I, I, with it, but I don't think you need to because you have a guy that's capable in Dylan Sampson. No, I, I, I agree with you there. It's just there's always that slight risk of, of having one of your starting running backs or starting receivers or, heck, a DB back there returning kicks. I, I like your thought process of, of having somebody back there that's used to handling the football as as a ball carrier but didn't know if if like a starting running back would, would change your opinion on that yeah punt return it don't matter who's back there but kick kick return i, I kind of like to have offensive guy who's used to holding on to the ball and uh, i think dylan sampson um would be great and you know d williams he hasn't put the ball on the ground so i mean he's proven they can hold on to the ball uh even though he does he does play defense but i mean he hasn't been talked about as a corner at all. So, I mean, special teams is, is kind of where he is going to make his bread. Like, he's going to be Devin Hester. You know, Devin Hester never really played defense with the Bears until he made the switch um, to offense to play receiver. But he was he was just a special teams guy, and he was a huge threat. So maybe D. Williams could be that, you know, for, for Tennessee. Wow, sorry. Sorry, 9.36. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to mention for those looking for a home around the Knoxville area to, to reach out to Jennifer Morris. And also want to give Jennifer a belated birthday shout out. Yeah. It's her birthday over the weekend. So happy birthday uh, to Jennifer. And uh, she just wanted me to pass along this morning uh, a thank you to all of her clients that have hung in there with her during a difficult time on the market. She's grateful for that and she would also be grateful and appreciative if anybody has questions to to reach out to her if you're looking for a home in the Knoxville area she is the best 
My family experienced it, and yours can too. So reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. Love it. Love it. 865-255-03. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical right now. Uh, awesome special deals for you if you're looking to uh, replace a HVAC system or if you are looking to replace the tankless water heater. Yeti, camping chairs, backpack, Tundra 75 cooler, tumblers, all come in a big package for you for free. Visit happyhiller.com for more details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. That is happyhiller.com. For Ben McKee and Jason Swain, that is our time for today. If you want to hear more of Ben McKee and Jason Swain, Ben will be filling in for Josh Ward today on the Sports Animal, Josh and Swain. So 12 to 3 on 991, the Sports Animal. Ben and I will do this again later on. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain again. Hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Peace and much love. We are out.